This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. The digital age commodifies our attention often without us realizing it. How can we open our eyes to the resulting dangers and the damage that can happen to our souls? Keep listening to find out more about Jay Kim's Analog Christian, a follow-up to his previous book, Analog Church. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Psalm chapter 52, for the music director, a well-written song by David. It was written when Doeg, the Edomite, went and informed Saul. David has arrived at the home of Ahimelech. Why do you boast about your evil plans, O powerful man? God's loyal love protects me all day long. Your tongue carries out your destructive plans. It is as effective as a sharp razor, O deceiver. You love evil more than good, lies more than speaking the truth. Selah. You love to use all the words that destroy and the tongue that deceives. Yet God will make you a permanent heap of ruins. He will scoop you up and remove you from your home. He will uproot you from the land of the living. Selah. When the godly see this, they will be filled with awe and will mock the evildoer, saying, Look, here is the man who would not make God his protector. He trusted in his great wealth and was confident about his plans to destroy others. But I am like a flourishing olive tree in the house of God. I continually trust in God's loyal love. I will continually thank you when you execute judgment. I will rely on you for your loyal followers know you are good. Psalm chapter 70 For the Music Director by David Written to get God's attention O God, please be willing to rescue me. O Lord, hurry and help me. May those who are trying to take my life be embarrassed and ashamed. May those who want to harm me be turned back and ashamed. May those who say, Aha! Aha! Be driven back and disgraced. May all those who seek you be happy and rejoice in you. May those who love to experience your deliverance say continually, May God be praised. I am oppressed and needy. O God, hurry to me. 
You are my helper and my deliverer. Oh Lord, do not delay. Psalm chapter 86 A Prayer of David Listen, O Lord, answer me, for I am oppressed and needy. Protect me, for I am loyal. You are my God. Deliver your servant who trusts in you. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I cry out to you all day long. Make your servant glad, for to you, O Lord, I pray. Certainly, O Lord, you are kind and forgiving and show great faithfulness to all who cry out to you. O Lord, hear my prayer. Pay attention to my plea for mercy. In my time of trouble, I cry out to you, for you will answer me. None can compare to you among the gods, O Lord. Your exploits are incomparable. All the nations whom you created will come and worship you, O Lord. They will honor your name, for you are great and do amazing things. You alone are God. O Lord, teach me how you want me to live. Then I will obey your commands. Make me wholeheartedly committed to you. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks with my whole heart. I will honor your name continually, for you will extend your great loyal love to me and will deliver my life from the depths of Sheol. O God, arrogant men attack me, a gang of ruthless men who do not respect you seek my life. But you, O Lord, are a compassionate and merciful God. You are patient and demonstrate great loyal love and faithfulness. Turn toward me and have mercy on me. Give your servant your strength. Deliver this son of your female servant. Show me evidence of your favor. Then those who hate me will see it and be ashamed. For you, O Lord, will help me and comfort me. 1 Samuel chapter 23 David delivers the city of Keilah. They told David, The Philistines are fighting in Keilah and are looting the threshing floors. So David asked the Lord, Should I go and strike down these Philistines? The Lord said to David, Go, strike down the Philistines and deliver Keilah. But David's men said to him, We are afraid while we are still here in Judah. What will it be like if we go to Keilah against the armies of the Philistines? So David asked the Lord once again. But again the Lord replied, Arise, go down to Keilah, for I will give the Philistines into your hand. So David and his men went to Keilah and fought the Philistines. He took away their cattle and thoroughly defeated them. David delivered the inhabitants of Keilah. David eludes Saul again. Now when Abiathar, son of Ahimelech, had fled to David at Keilah, he had brought with him an ephod. When Saul was told that David had come to Keilah, Saul said, God has delivered him into my hand, for he has boxed himself into a corner by entering a city with two barred gates. So Saul mustered all his army to go down to Keilah and besiege David and his men. When David realized that Saul was planning to harm him, he told Abiathar the priest, Bring the ephod. Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has clearly heard that Saul is planning to come to Keilah to destroy the city because of me. Will the leaders of Keilah deliver me into his hands? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, please inform your servant. Then the Lord said, He will come down. David asked, Will the leaders of Keilah deliver me and my men into Saul's hands? The Lord said, They will deliver you over. So David and his men, who numbered about 600, set out and left Keilah. They moved around from one place to another. 
When told that David had escaped from Keilah, Saul called a halt to his expedition. David stayed in the strongholds that were in the desert and in the hill country of the wilderness of Ziph. Saul looked for him all the time, but God did not deliver David into his hands. David realized that Saul had come out to seek his life. At that time, David was in Horesh in the wilderness of Ziph. Then Jonathan, son of Saul, left and went to David at Horesh. He encouraged him through God. He said to him, Don't be afraid, for the hand of my father Saul cannot find you. You will rule over Israel, and I will be your second in command. Even my father Saul realizes this. When the two of them had made a covenant before the Lord, David stayed at Horesh, but Jonathan went to his house. Then the Ziphites went up to Saul at Gibeah and said, Isn't David hiding among us in the strongholds of Horesh on the hill of Hakilah, south of Jeshimon? Now at your own discretion, O king, come down. Delivering him into the king's hand will be our responsibility. Saul replied, May you be blessed by the Lord, for you have had compassion on me. Go and make further arrangements, determine precisely where he is, and who has seen him there, for I am told he is extremely cunning. Locate precisely all the places where he hides and return to me with dependable information. Then I will go with you. If he is in the land, I will find him among all the thousands of Judah. So they left and went to Ziph, ahead of Saul. Now David and his men were in the wilderness of Maon, in the Rift Valley, to the south of Jeshimon. Saul and his men went to look for him, but David was informed and went down to the rock and stayed in the wilderness of Maon. When Saul heard about it, he pursued David in the wilderness of Maon. Saul went on one side of the mountain, while David and his men went on the other side of the mountain. David was hurrying to get away from Saul, but Saul and his men were surrounding David and his men to capture them. But a messenger came to Saul saying, Come quickly, for the Philistines have raided the land. So Saul stopped pursuing David and went to confront the Philistines. Therefore, that place is called Selah Hamaleko. Then David went up from there and stayed in the strongholds of En Gedi. New Testament reading, Luke chapter 14. Healing again on the Sabbath. Now one Sabbath, when Jesus went to dine at the house of a leader of the Pharisees, they were watching him closely. There, right in front of him, was a man whose body was swollen with fluid. So Jesus asked the experts in religious law and the Pharisees, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. So Jesus took hold of the man, healed him, and sent him away. Then he said to them, Which of you, if you have a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on the Sabbath, will not immediately pull him out? But they could not reply to this. On seeking seats of honor. Then when Jesus noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. He said to them, When you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, because a person more distinguished than you may have been invited by your host. So the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, Give this man your place. Then ashamed, you will begin to move to the least important place. But when you are invited, go and take the least important place, so that when your host approaches, he will say to you, Friend, move up here to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who share the meal with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. He said also to the man who invited him, When you host a dinner or a banquet, don't invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors so you can be invited by them in return and get repaid. 
But when you host an elaborate meal, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Then you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Parable of the Great Banquet When one of those at the meal with Jesus heard this, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will feast in the kingdom of God. But Jesus said to him, A man once gave a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time for the banquet, he sent his slave to tell those who had been invited, Come, because everything is now ready. But one after another, they all began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I am going out to examine them. Please excuse me. Another said, I just got married and I cannot come. So the slave came back and reported this to his master. Then the master of the household was furious and said to his slave, go out quickly to the streets and alleys of the city and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Then the slave said, sir, what you instructed has been done and there is still room. So the master said to his slave, go out to the highways and country roads and urge people to come in so that my house will be filled. For I tell you, not one of those individuals who were invited will taste my banquet, counting the cost. Now large crowds were accompanying Jesus and turning to them, he said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you wanting to build a tower doesn't sit down first and compute the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish the tower, all who see it will begin to make fun of him. They will say, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to confront another king in battle, will not sit down first and determine whether he is able with 10,000 to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000. If he cannot succeed, he will send a representative while the other is still a long way off and ask for terms of peace. In the same way, therefore, not one of you can be my disciple if he does not renounce all his own possessions. Salt is good, but if salt loses its flavor, how can its flavor be restored? It is of no value for the soil or for the manure pile. It is to be thrown out. The one who has ears to hear had better listen. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Oh, compassionate God, thank you. Thank you for your word, oh Lord God. Thank you for the ways, oh Lord God, that you clearly, that you clearly just invite and graciously extend an invitation for all to come to the feast, to the banquet, oh God, to the kingdom, oh Lord God. Oh God, but we know that this invitation goes out to all, but only a few answer, oh God. And then when the invitation goes out, excuses are made. I'm too tired. I overslept. I got to do this. I got to do that. Whatever's on our to-do list, oh God. The things that we are a prioritize, O oh Lord God, is more important, O oh Lord God, than being with you and dwelling with you, O oh God, in your kingdom. God, I pray. I pray, O oh God, for for our uh, against our tendency, O oh God, to make excuses, O oh Lord God, when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to the kingdom, 
of God on the whole, O oh Lord. I pray. I pray, O oh Lord God, that when that 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 many, many would answer and respond to the invitation, O oh God, that you've given us through Jesus Christ. I pray, O oh God, that there will be uh, uh, yes, RSVPs, oh God, that will roll through, oh Lord God, and that would gleefully, people that would gleefully attend, oh Lord God, this great banquet feast, oh Lord God, as this parable lays out for us, oh God, would you help us not to reject you, not to deny you, oh God, but would you help us to humbly take up our cross and follow you, deny ourselves, oh Lord God. I know that's countercultural, that's counterintuitive, oh God. But the way up in the kingdom is down. So would you help us, O oh Lord God, to not to exalt ourselves, O oh Lord God, but to humble ourselves, O oh Lord God, um, and that, that we would consider ourselves, O oh Lord God, that we would consider our neighbor even greater than ourselves, O oh Lord God, and that we would look out for their interests, O oh God, even above our own, O oh God. Would you help us to look to you? Would you help us to trust, O oh God, that our reward is with you and that you see what is done in secret and that you will reward what is done in secret. I mean, you will reward us openly, oh Lord God, and, and according, oh God, to your will, Lord. So be with us. Help us, oh God, to remain faithful to the call, no matter what. I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. In Analog Christian, author J. Kim explores how followers of Jesus should respond to the digital age, which inclines us toward discontentment, fragility, and foolishness. He also discusses the theological basis for living in creative resistance to the forces of our day and how Christians can cultivate the contentment, resilience, and wisdom to not only survive, but to thrive in this age. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word, that's promo code T-H-E. W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from BibleStudyTogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Got something to say